tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Friday, March 5th, 2021. I'm Jackson Bird. Will warp drive ever be possible? These scientists say they've created the first physical model for how it could work. A look back at the Star Wars immunization PSAs of the 1970s and a potential new type of COVID-19 test that would double as a form of stress relief. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Scientists at the Advanced Propulsion Laboratory, or APL, at Applied Physics say they have developed a physical model for how we could actually, for real, achieve warp drive. First, a brief refresher on how exactly warp drive theoretically works. Fizz.org points out that while in its most famous fictional representation on Star Trek, warp drive may look like technology that propels an engine forward at faster than the speed of light, in actuality, it's more about warping space-time, not warping the drive, so to speak. Put simply, quoting Fizz.org, Imagine a napkin. If you had to traverse its entire surface, it would take a certain amount of time. But what if you folded the napkin in half and moved through and across the folds? You could get to your destination in almost no time. End quote. Most of our modern understanding of warp drive comes from the work of Miguel Alcubierre, a Mexican theoretical physicist who proposed what we now call the Alcubierre drive in 1994. Quoting Esquire, Essentially, an Alcubierre drive would expend a tremendous amount of energy, likely more than what's available within the universe, to contract and twist space-time in front of it and create a bubble. Inside that bubble would be an inertial reference frame where explorers would feel no proper acceleration. The rules of physics would still apply within the bubble, but the ship would be localized outside of space. It might help to think of an Alcubierre drive like the classic tablecloth and dishes party trick. The spaceship sits atop the tablecloth of space-time, the drive pulls the fabric around it, and the ship is situated in a new place relative to the fabric. Alcubierre describes space-time expanding on one side of the ship and contracting on the other, thanks to that enormous amount of energy and a requisite amount of exotic matter, in this case, negative energy. End quote. Critics have said the Alcubierre drive wouldn't ever really be feasible because it requires too much mass and negative energy. But now, those in the APL lab at Applied Physics say they've figured out a model for warp drive that wouldn't require negative energy. Quoting again, Here's the gist of the model. Where the existing paradigm uses negative energy, exotic matter that doesn't exist and can't be generated within our current understanding of the universe, this new concept uses floating bubbles of space-time rather than floating ships in space-time. The physical model uses almost none of the negative energy and capitalizes on the idea that space-time bubbles can behave almost however they like. And, the APL scientists say, this isn't even the only other way warp speed could work. Making a model that's at least physically comprehensible is a big step. Plus, Elcubierre himself has endorsed the new model, which is kind of like having Albert Einstein show up to your introductory physics class. End quote. 
Now, here's the thing. This is, again, just a model. A model which depends on a number of theoretical requirements that haven't actually been achieved before. But as the APL scientists wrote in their paper published in the journal Classical and Quantum Gravity, their model, quote, suggests a method of constructing such objects based on fully understood laws of physics, end quote. So we may not see it in our lifetimes, but at least according to their model, warp drive is possible. Speaking of warp drive, some folks have dug up the old C-3PO and R2-D2 public service announcements from the 70s, specifically their PSAs about getting vaccinated. That may not seem like such a big deal to us now to have beloved characters encouraging the public to take action in some way, but remember that Star Wars really changed the game when it came to the ubiquity of movie-branded merchandise and advertising. And when the first one came out in 1977, there weren't that many PSAs using existing trademarked characters, as opposed to cartoon and comic characters that were created by nonprofits and government agencies explicitly to warn kids about various dangers. Mill Magazine recently published an interesting oral history of the Star Wars vaccination PSA. And first, some background on the state of vaccines in the late 70s. From Walter Orenstein, former director of the U.S. National Immunization Program, quote, the measles vaccine was developed in 1963, and since then, there have been three major efforts to eliminate measles in the United States. The first effort was back in the 60s, and that was a failure. While a lack of access would be a problem in later efforts to eliminate measles, early on, so many people had had measles when they were younger that they thought, what's the big deal? I had it. So efforts to vaccinate for it weren't successful overall. On the other hand, whooping cough, or pertussis, which was also an issue then, had kind of the opposite problem. Pertussis was terrible. These kids would just cough and cough until they turned blue, but most people hadn't seen the disease, so they didn't know the dangers. That's the other end of it, that sometimes a vaccine can be a victim of their own success. End quote. So after Jimmy Carter was elected president, he started an initiative to increase immunizations, which included enacting and enforcing laws for schools to vaccinate students, as well as a big push in the media to raise awareness about the need for vaccines. And this is where Star Wars entered the scene. Peter Schillingford, who directed the behind-the-scenes documentary The Making of Star Wars, was brought in by George Lucas and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to direct a quick vaccine PSA starring C-3PO and R2-D2. By the sounds of it, it was all a bit slapdash. Schillingford didn't have any hand in writing the script and isn't sure who actually wrote it. Hardly anyone else from Star Wars was on set. They did use the original set, but Schillingford had to get pieces of it from the stockroom at the studio, and since he hadn't actually like worked on the original film, just been a behind-the-scenes filmmaker, he wasn't really sure what he was doing, so he slapped together a makeshift control room of sorts and called it good enough. Here's a clip of how it turned out. Come along, R2. Don't be so silly. You can't possibly be getting hooping cough. Droids don't get diseases like whooping cough or measles or polio. But children do. If a young child gets whooping cough, it can lead to pneumonia, brain damage, even death. All you need is a little rewiring. But children need to be fully immunized. And alas, so many are not. All right, R2, I'll ask them. Parents of Earth, are your children fully immunized against childhood diseases? Call your doctor or local health department and find out. Immunize your children, please. 
and may the force be with you. Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO, didn't love the PSA. In his memoir, he called the scripts sludgy if informative, and was amused at the poor continuity of R2-D2's positioning, saying, quote, R2 appeared to pay no attention to the laws of physics, end quote. But even if he didn't love the product, Daniels enjoyed doing something for a cause enough that he ended up pitching an anti-smoking PSA to the U.S. Health Department and Lucasfilm, I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it is definitely a bit better, but still pretty cheesy. C-3PO keeps repeating to R2 how smoking doesn't make you more grown up. In any case, the vaccine PSA and a subsequent poster that got sent out to doctor's offices across the country apparently did have a bit of a positive impact. Ornstein says the overall campaign by the Carter administration is considered fairly successful because it did reduce the number of measles incidents for several years, but it didn't completely eliminate them. There was another outbreak in 1989 to 1991, and of course again in 2019. Ornstein said, quote, when I was director of the United States Immunization Program, my director of communication used to say to me, you need the right message delivered by the right messenger through the right communications channel. That's essential for building trust in any vaccine. End quote. The AV Club suggests that maybe the right channel now is Baby Yoda saying, quote, maybe seeing this decades past example will inspire readers to dream up a Baby Yoda COVID immunization plan that will use the little green monster's star power to convince even the most diehard anti-vaxxers to change their minds, end quote. But I don't know, I kind of think the Venn diagram of people who are irrevocably anti-vax and people who canceled The Mandalorian after they essentially fired Gina Carano for offensive social media posts might be more of a circle. But I could be wrong, and hey, I would love to see a Baby Yoda PSA, so bring it on. Imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casino's Play It Again. Get up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Play your favorite table games in hundreds of slots for real cash. And see for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. Explore daily and weekly promotions. Play with live dealers. And if you ever have a question, our best-in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com PA3 today and play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. 21 plus and present in Pennsylvania. Must not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, or Stardust Casino. Refund issued as non-withdrawable casino online site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. A Dutch inventor has developed a potential new way to test people for COVID-19. And even if it doesn't work out for screening, it actually sounds exactly like what we all need right now. Instead of having a healthcare worker swab your nose, this test would have you step inside an airlocked stall and scream. Inventor Peter von Weiss says people could sing, too, but let's be real, we could all use a good scream right now. He says, quote, If you have coronavirus and are infectious and yelling and screaming, you are spreading tens of thousands of particles which contain coronavirus, end quote. So here's how his invention works. Quoting Reuters, An industrial air purifier collects all the particles emitted, which are then analyzed for the virus. Fonvez says that although lots of smaller particles from the person's clothes and breath are detected, an infection shows up as a cluster around the size of the coronavirus. The process takes about three minutes. 
The virus is identified by its size using a nanometer-scale sizing device. He sees the machine as a potentially useful screening tool at concerts, airports, schools, or offices, end quote. It is still exceptionally early days on determining if this style of test is actually accurate enough. Reuters notes that last month Amsterdam authorities approved of a test in which people blow through a tube, but that they've been having issues with false negatives. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that type of test or this screaming box won't work. We had a lot of problems with false negatives and different swab tests for a while, so maybe they just need to be approved upon. Or maybe they don't work. I'm no scientist. Still, Von Weiss started some preliminary testing by installing his screaming box adjacent to a real COVID testing site and having people who had just been tested try out his box so that he could compare results. And you can watch a video of those people screaming in the box at the Reuters link in the show notes. I gotta say, even if it doesn't work out as a COVID test, maybe we should just install these throughout cities anyways, you know, so long as they're somehow sanitized with like a HEPA filter or whatever in between uses. As Iceland cleverly observed in their Looks Like You Need Iceland campaign, which encourages people to submit recordings of themselves screaming, which are then played on speakers throughout Iceland's vast expanses, sometimes we just need to let it out. And if you need some tips on proper screaming, Jason shared a video on Kaki.org today of a woman who teaches metal bands how to scream without destroying their vocal cords. Check it out at the link in the show notes. So South by Southwest is one of the first major events that's going to experience what so many other events will be experiencing, a second straight year of either being canceled or going virtual. While last year, South by was one of the first to pull the plug, leaving many attendees without enough time to even cancel their travel plans, this year they're able to adapt in the most South by way possible, creating a VR replica of the two neighborhoods in Austin that South by most takes place in. South by Southwest Online XR will be a place for attendees to gather and meet up, as well as watch panels, screenings, attend special events, and watch a selection of 360 videos, as well as a 2D video feed of programming. Also, yesterday, I recommended that you listen to our partner show, The Tech Meme Ride Home, if you want to stay up to date on NFTs, as well as all things tech news. And right as this show went out, host Brian McCullough actually announced that he had minted a recent episode of The Tech Meme Ride Home as an NFT. Possibly the first ever podcast episode NFT, at least one of the first. So check that out at the link in the show notes if you are interested in that. And finally, some orangutans and bonobos at the San Diego Zoo have become the first non-humans to be vaccinated against COVID-19, at least until we vaccinate Baby Yoda. Eight gorillas at the park tested positive for COVID-19 at the start of the year, and while they have all since recovered, it raised alarm bells that some of these endangered animals who live in such close proximity to each other could be in real danger if the infection spread again. The vaccine they were given is a special one developed by veterinary pharmaceutical company Zootis for use in animals. It's been tested successfully in dogs and cats, but hadn't been tested on primates yet, although developing one to be used on different species is apparently common for other vaccines. So far, all of the great apes are doing well, and they will be tested for antibodies to indicate the vaccine is working soon. But that is it for this week. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotke.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I will talk to you again on Monday. Have a great weekend.